0: And we are back for episode two of Survivor 45 recap. I'm here with my co-host Lizard and we have a special guest tonight. Her name is Bean. Hi everyone. Hey.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here.
0: Bean, how long have you been watching Survivor?
1: Okay, so I watched it when I was a kid with my family. Probably, I remember watching like the earliest seasons with Coach, with the Rupert, all of that shit. And then I stopped watching reality TV for like 12 years. But I started when the new era got back up again. So with 41.
0: And do you have a favorite Survivor player off the top of your head? Oh my gosh, no, I don't.
1: I really loved Carson last season. Oh, <laughs> I really did love Carson.
0: Carson basically got a shout out this episode when they said, it's a different puzzle, guys.
1: That was funny. Also, wait, the Claire Raffson call out too, because they're not letting people mm-hmm. sit out twice in a row.
2: No, I'm redubbing this season as the, I think this term is annoying, but it's like the fan service season, the proof we listen to you season, because they're addressing everything that we were all screaming about last season.
0: I was listening to an old podcast that Lizard and I recorded and we, Actually, we're talking about what the rule was on sitting out of challenges. I do remember the debate. Because we were, and this is what came into that, is that we realized that there were reward challenges that weren't being aired. Even though Claire, it looked like she sat out of consecutive challenges, which we thought was against the rules. Mm -hmm. What I think we ended up agreeing on was that there were these reward challenges going on that we weren't shown. I mean, season 42 they talk about how they had tried to put the idol nullifier in like a fish's mouth for Jonathan to find. And that tribe, I don't remember their name, wins that reward and they're gutting the fish and they never see the idol nullifier nullifier. And maybe it was a different advantage. And then also in 41, Ricard got the same reward challenge. That was like the quote unquote creepy family visit where they were in the woods and the, audio voices of their family members were playing so ricard got that same reward that we saw in season 42 but it was never aired on season 41 i
1: don't remember that at all well because it wasn't aired i guess but you know what that reminds me of is like in the hunger games when katniss like hears prim screaming in the woods oh my She's god like freaking out like that's terrifying
0: i thought you were gonna say the part of the hunger games where at the end of each day it would like show the faces of the (laughs) competitors who had been killed and say their names.
2: Wait, can they please shoot off a cannon every time someone gets voted off? Oh my God.
0: Or medevac.
1: Exactly, medevac. Because that's an actual surprise. Like,
0: you know, when someone's going home for tribal. They should just start firing off cannons if someone goes home unexpectedly so that the other two tribes can hear it if it's in pre-merge.
2: But can you also just imagine at Tribal, they pan over and there's just a cannon and Jeff Proffs like has the earmuffs <laughs> on and like the big like marshmallow thing on fire to light like, oh my God, I want this to happen.
0: To go back to our earlier debate though, does this sit out rule, can you guys clarify? Because I just don't really remember. And also, as you guys may not remember, our title of this show is Idle Talk from what I will remember. So we might not be getting things 100%. I listened back last week's episode. I I was talking about Bellow tribe, fully thinking they were the yellow tribe because I went Bellow, yellow, same thing. Bellow is the blue tribe. They should get sponsored by Mellow yellow. But do we think then the clarification on this sit out rule, if they are having a reward challenge, could you sit out two consecutive immunity challenges in a row or... No, is that what they were saying? He said, he said,
1: "Any challenge, regardless of whether it was immunity or reward, you can't sit out consecutively."
2: Oh, wait, that's so funny. I took it to mean he was like for immunity challenges, like it doesn't matter what happens in between. If you sat out of immunity challenge one, you cannot sit out of immunity challenge two. We have three different interpretations. We love that. <laughs>
1: Well first of all, I didn't even know that they didn't air reward challenges. I
2: didn't know that at all from the previous seasons. I felt weirdly personally betrayed by that. Like that
0: hit me that hit me deep. And that's why we want Big Brother live feeds on Survivor, because Please. they're like, we can't show you everything.
2: Wait, 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 wait. Okay, this is really dumb, but imagine imagine if we had like a twenty-four hour live stream and then you could also pay to just set off a cannon boom whenever you wanted. Like, it's like if anyone at home is willing to pay a thousand dollars, we'll set off a cannon boom in Fiji. That's terrifying. <laughs> I would love a cannon boom in Fiji. Imagine you could
1: send your favorite players. Like, in- I was
2: just about to say that. What if I send somebody an immunity idol? Wait, that's kind of yeah, like in the with, like games. the fire tokens and stuff. Like, they tried to get it so that you could pay for people to have things. Like, they sent Tyson an idol. Okay, second mention of Tyson in this
0: pod season. <laughs> Shout out Tyson. We love you, Tyson.
2: He always comes like up. A ball king. Oh my God. He was ahead of the curve. Any legend. That's
0: what I'll say. Literally. The reward challenges not being shown. I agree. I'm like personally betrayed by, especially they could cut them down to like almost nothing. They could just yeah. be like, or they could at least mention it. I think it's weird that they didn't. I think it's too, actually, this is very to this point of things survivor cuts out at the first tribal council of this season. I only know this because of, yes, Katora was at the first tribal council this season. She got to go back to the Yellow Beach after the challenge because Bello was the winning tribe, so they got to pick somebody to go back to the beach of the losing tribe with them Mm -hmm. and cast a vote at tribal council. I heard that as well. I saw that. Was it Kendra or Katora? I I believe it it was Katora. Okay. I completely
2: missed that that i don't know what i was doing when they said that that was happening but i was not here no they didn't checking. say it i was clocked out in the episode it wasn't oh in the but she just got to go
0: that's yeah. what i'm saying this was not aired
2: that feels important
1: to show i think they didn't show it apparently they did uh, allegedly they didn't show it because of the way that hannah left uh, because there was no vote There was no official vote.
2: I guess I also will give the editors and I've been thinking about this with like a lot of I've just recently finished a couple TV shows and people getting annoyed about like what is shown or not shown or feels rushed or whatever. Like I gotta give the editors the benefit of the doubt that whatever version they put out there is the most coherent and best with like what they had and the limitations they have. Like whatever's on the cutting floor, like it's there for a reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the way Hannah left or Even if like it had been a regular vote, but nothing eventful came of it, like nothing happened with it. Like, okay, yeah, cut it out because you need to show things that actually impact the game moving forward. So I guess as much as I want to see everything, I'm trying to be positive that what they're giving us is the things that are important and make the story make sense.
1: I agree with that. But I also think that they're giving us the story they want us to think is happening. Like, obviously, they're trying to trick us in a certain
2: way. Yeah, I mean, jumping completely ahead. But in the the little preview they do for the next episode, mm-hmm. they had the little cut that like made it, it was like...
1: They're trying to make it seem like they're going after Caleb, right?
2: Yes. Yes. That's what... Yeah. I couldn't remember which way it was. But like, that feels like such an obvious decoy that yeah. if they had flipped it, I would have been like, oh, well, Caleb's going home because he's accusing someone else of whatever. So like they're completely shaping it. But at the same time, I'm like, at the end of the day, if something was critical, like if Katora learned something that became pivotal like, at the merge, I feel like they would have showed it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I agree. I do think that it's pretty clear to see why they didn't show that in the first episode with the fact that there was no vote. So whatever part Katora would have played just didn't end up happening. It's I'm just curious to see, is this something that happened this episode too? Was this did this happen moving forward? Or was this a one time thing? Like, that's my only question now. Did I don't remember if the blue or the red tribe, was first place in the challenge was it Bello again i think Bello won again did they get to send another person i'm assuming no because we only saw three votes i have a
1: question for you all because i didn't listen to the episode you did last week but i am curious and i also want to talk about like who is standing out for you i guess we could talk about who specifically stood out for you this past episode
0: Yeah, I think it was interesting that we saw the journey and this segues into me answering your question because (laughs) I think a standout for me in not a good way (laughs) was Bruce. Oh, yeah. This is such a 180 for me because I literally cried when that man went home last season Uh first. And this is just indicative of why first impressions are not usually 100% accurate because now that we're getting to know him more, my impression of and who and my perception of Bruce in season 44 versus season 45 is I am firmly on Katora's side that I would find <laughs> this man so annoying on the island. Like, to be clear, I still like Bruce and it's funny, but I think he's putting on such an act and uh-huh. it is rubbing me the wrong way. And so he stood out to me this episode in not a great way and the reason to to go back to why I think he's like putting on this act more and when I say putting on an act I mean just embellishing his personality a little bit I do think he is kooky and crazy I don't think it's like a hundred percent fabricated it's just I think he's like turning that up because he already knows like how people perceive him and Mm -hmm. he had that bit of like social media fame And I think that's clear for when he is on the journey and he's by himself and he's analyzing whether or not he should take the risk or not. And he suddenly turns back and he's very logical and serious. And he's like, I can't do this. I can't do this for my tribe. Like We're in a good spot right now. I don't need to lose my vote. I don't need to take this risk. And I don't need the advantage. I don't want to come back with something and put a target on my back. That was a very different Bruce than this Bruce who is I was so upset with him when he was on the boat going away and ducking down under the boat and then popping back up. I was like, S- that S- was
1: so annoying. I, yeah, I mean, I am totally on Katuro's side. Like I would have been tired of his
2: shit. <laughs> I think if he only did the thing where you like fake walk down the stairs, honestly, I think it would have got me. But with everything else, hit. I the secondhand embarrassment I was feeling, I was looking through squinted eyes. I was like, I would have dove in the water. Like, I don't like, I don't know. I couldn't do it. <laughs>
0: Bruce yeah. is acting like the rest of his tribe is toddlers that need entertaining.
2: I just feel bad because I feel like he's definitely coming off as being a tryhard. And like, if you were like, you were popular for a reason.
0: Yeah. hundred percent to just keep talking about the journey. Like, what were you guys' thoughts on Drew? Okay.
1: Well, I actually really enjoyed Drew this episode. The first episode, I couldn't really get what, what do you say? I said
0: you would. <laughs>
1: No, the first episode I couldn't really figure out how I felt about him—positive or negative. More on the negative side because his introduction annoyed me with the frat boy thing.
2: Yeah, he came out swinging.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he came out swinging with that. I'm the seal. I'm a frat guy. I got two personas, and I was like, all right. But this past episode, I liked seeing his relationship with Austin and how he go back to the island after the excursion and just immediately tell people, be really upfront with them about. I got this and we can use it as a communal idol. So I thought that was really fascinating gameplay.
2: He really did pull me back into good graces when he was all like, I need a JT to my Steven. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) unfortunately, I think I like you a little bit now.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's how I felt too. At least he knows who he is in that duo.
2: My name is Drew and I am just like JT.
0: Like, okay. Maybe Basile is JT, but Drew is Steven. (laughs) totally
2: he's such a goon in my like mental notes i put drew redemption arc begrudgingly coming around to him
0: yeah yeah begrudgingly is correct i am resisting i am resisting the change i want to dislike him and i i'm gonna say like drew this isn't even a personal thing like this is simply me being a hater and i just don't want to change my opinion this quickly of you although i'm sure you could do it I, okay. I totally agreed with his strategy and I think he made the right decisions and I was happy to see somebody won the journey. Didn't like that it was him. I really wish Brandon could have gotten a win. But I also, like, I agree every- with everything he's doing strategically because him going back to his tribe and sharing the full truth is ultimately what led Austin to be sure of him as a trustworthy person and share with him the immunity idol. Like he's set up nicely. I just like don't want it to be (laughs) true. I'm being a hater and I fully know that.
2: Mm -hmm. But you gotta have someone to hate. I felt so bad for Brandon because I now granted, who knows how I would do in a challenge like that. So the time limit was tough, but at the same time I was like, this this feels like a doable thing. I think I could really match tiles. Do you guys play the New York Times tile matching game? I think it's just called tiles listen that thing's my bitch I love that game and they have a zen mode I'll play for hours so I think I really would have done this you would have played that honestly I think so
0: I play mahjong tiles a lot
2: yeah there you go we all have experience matching things Brandon was so funny and so gracious with all of this when he was just like this is a thing you give to toddlers to entertain them for 20 minutes and I couldn't even do it I did think that was funny I got stressed out with the you do get the three numbers but then you have to figure out the order they go in and there's so many permutations that stressed me out I feel bad that Brandon could not get a win I hated seeing him lose I also hated seeing the fact that he didn't really get to do any of the like okay not any of the
1: big things but he didn't even get to cast a vote which I hated seeing Kind of how like Zach didn't get to cast a vote
2: back in 42. But also now Zach and Brandon are besties, and yeah. apparently Brandon is killing it as like a social media person. He's a funny guy. Best of luck to him.
1: Yeah. Best of luck to him. You know, anyone from Jersey,
0: best of luck to you. I
1: thought he was from Philly. Well, no, Jersey. <laughs> he was like, thought he was
0: New Jersey. Oh. If, he was-
1: if he's South Jersey, that's basically Philly. So,
2: yeah, it honestly is. Don't come for us if you don't agree. I love Philly. Philly's great.
0: Me well, too. last season, I said that the way Claire went out was my biggest survivor fear, where she knew she was going home and she like couldn't do anything about it and she never got to play a mm-hmm. challenge. But guess what? Brandon, you beat that. The way yeah. that your game went is now my biggest survivor fear. <laughs> <laughs> that first challenge in the first episode was hard to watch. I felt really bad for me.
1: I felt so bad. For I said, how can you be so hateful to this person when it's so clear that like they themselves are embarrassed?
2: Oh, God. We talked about this a lot on our last episode. Brandon had a couple big thunks where I truly was concerned. I was like, is this man conscious? Yeah,
0: that was hard to watch for sure. I think Brandon just was on a downward trajectory. I think it was very unfortunate the way it went. I feel like his anxiety got the better of him in all these pressure cooker situations, especially like Mm -hmm. doing the puzzle on this journey, and then also the puzzle in the challenge. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Lulu was first to the puzzle this challenge.
2: They were. They were so upsetting. Yeah they were first he made a point he was like i'm the puzzle guy and then he just was not that's how i feel like if
1: i were to ever go on that game that's how i would be because i'm not a physical comp beast i would
2: be like okay i could do the puzzles but i would burn under pressure like i couldn't do that shit i just want to say like i'm bad at puzzles in real life me and survivor oh my god yeah thank you
0: I think it would be a toss-up for me if I'd be able to do it or not. I see myself, like, getting something really quickly or not getting it ever. Just, like, no in-between? There's no in-between. I can see getting
1: really frustrated and stressed out easily in a puzzle with, like, the
0: pressure. Oh, absolutely. I'd freak out. I would not want to be put on any puzzles if I were in... Like, I would much rather uh, rely on my physical attributes in the challenge rather than putting me on a puzzle. Save my puzzling <laughs> until the individual stage.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Also, if we're talking about the challenge, we just simply must talk about what's-her-face's cooch shot. Kendra! I... We'd, like, take a moment of silence for her.
0: Yeah. That was horrible. That was the coochie shot that was heard around the world. No! <laughs> my family just all let out the same noise at the
2: same time you're like oh no that was rough she took it like a champ It okay i just feel like she had to have been laying around in pain at some point but she did not show it till at least she was off camera
1: no when she i, I did notice when she climbed up at the end she was like laying on the ground no or was that brandon actually that might no she brandon. was
0: she was laying on the ground i i yeah. clocked that too
2: She was like, plenty of people do kind of lay down like that. And I was like, where's your purple heart? Because you're taking this way too well. (laughs) That was hard to watch as well.
0: Well, Bean, to turn the question on yourself, who stood out this episode to you?
1: I had three people and we already talked about Drew, but the first one was Keturah. I really liked her mostly because I'm a hater and I really liked to see someone acknowledging Bruce's Mm shenanigans and what he was doing I really like someone that will like tell it like it is and I feel like that's how I would be in confessionals and whatnot like just like so over it and I liked how she was I don't know I love to see an all-woman alliance so I really like the woman on Bello I like Bello as a whole it's interesting because we're not seeing a lot of them because of all the stuff with Lulu for the past two weeks but I look forward to seeing more and then obviously Emily I don't know how you guys feel about
0: Emily I didn't listen to you last week but I love Emily (laughs) I I love Emily. I'm a huge Emily stan. And I I like her for... I think she's fun. But I I said this last week, and I'll say it again. Like, I've been waiting for a bitch on Survivor. I love it. I'm so happy. And I really
1: liked her moments with Caleb this week. I really liked that. I did
2: love her. Again, in the way where I had Drew redemption arc begrudgingly, Emily, I was like, oh, I'm excited for this redemption arc. I will say... I like the theory of someone on Survivor stirring things up and just not being so overly positive. Mm-hmm. But I was a bit of an Emily hater. Like, I respected her, but I did not like her. Because I was like, I know myself, and I know myself in the world. Like, she is the person I distanced myself from immediately. Because I just don't do super well with people being so negative and so pessimistic. Yeah. She was. And, like, there's plenty of people also... We did talk about how like we all are from around the same place as Emily and we all have encountered these people and she's was demonstrating a lot of the negative stereotypes. They're 100% editing her to be the most intense version of that. So like I will like put that in there. Mm -hmm. But I loved her work with Caleb and I think she really put herself, well, she let herself be put in a much better position and not to spoil my ending thoughts for the pod, but I do think this showed some real prowess on Caleb's side cuz he took a person that is never probably going to have that powerful a position in the actual tribe but he got her as a number and he got like she owes him everything.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
2: I think he set himself up really well.
1: Yeah. Do you think she would have gone home if that had not happened? Like if they had, if they had still
2: lost the challenge, do you think it would have been her instead of Brandon? Honestly, I would hope that it would still be, Bri- well, okay, I don't hope that Brandon goes home, but just purely for the sake of winning a challenge and making something happen, Emily proved to be pretty good at that challenge. Brandon proved to, again, not be good at the challenge. Also, in Survivor, like, you want to take the worst person to the end, or the person that's disliked the most, so that you look even better next to him.
0: Yeah, I like, agree. as much
2: as is annoying to you or whatever, you have to keep her.
0: Agreed. Yeah. So, Kelly on Bellow at one point, and I want to get your guys' opinions just on the Bellow tribe in general, because I think their 222 split is really interesting. And I want to talk about that dynamic. But Mm -hmm. I find myself like aligning with her in that I do, where she like is, she says something along the lines of, you know, the survivor fan in me is chafing against having to like think about tribe strength as an actual component of my decision making, but I'm forced to in these small of tribes. I think that Lulu ultimately made the right decision. And I think even if Emily hadn't made the inroads that she did with Caleb, I still think it would have been the right decision to take Brandon, because I think in a situation like this, where the vote is between someone who is good at challenges, but you don't know if you can trust them versus someone who's bad at challenges, but you can trust them a hundred percent. I think in every other situation like that, I have said, you should go for the loyal person and this is the one percent of situations where i'm so sorry brandon i fully believe that they were in the mindset that if they were to keep brandon they were a hundred percent gonna lose the next challenge and they would just be voting him off next anyway like that's what i think it came down to is that they were like we can get rid of emily but we're going to lose again with brandon like i don't think there was the qualms well, I don't think it they were unsure. I don't think there was any like unsuredness about if they would like win or lose with Brandon. Like, I don't think that they were considering like, oh, yeah, Brandon's not as good as Emily at the challenges, but he still could we could win with him. Like, I don't think there was that doubt where they were like, we could win with him. So it was like there was more to be weighed. I really think it came down to the fact that they felt like winning with him was impossible. So if they voted Emily off this week, they were just going to vote Brandon off the next week.
2: Yeah, no, I feel that. and I feel bad for him, but that, that just is what it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I do think they made the right decision, but I think it was really nice. With the extended runtime, we were able to get the relationship development of her and Caleb. And I completely agree with your points, Lizard, on that this this was a great game move for Caleb because now he has her in his pocket and he has a strong three. Yeah, he's. If there was a shorter runtime, they would have chosen Emily and we as the viewer just would have been a little more confused as to why.
2: Yeah. Like, this is what's annoying because I don't want Caleb to be too kingly or whatever already, but I can understand why maybe in the previews people are oh my god he has too much power which we don't know if that's happening but it feels like that's what they're trying to hint at I'm wondering what
1: like what the context is of that conversation I guess we'll just see next week yeah it'd be something completely different than what we
2: 100% like I would love if it would be something about like trying to like I don't know start a fire
1: yeah or like maybe they go on another trip journeys and they're like okay it's gonna be him or some shit
0: i bet that soundbite is fully not about caleb (laughs) yeah (laughs) like
1: they can they they mix with it so much so i'm just gonna wait and see i I can't really it'd be really interesting because sabaya so clearly despises
0: Emily. i I can't really see her working with emily so soon after
1: i don't know maybe
0: not I think Sabaya understood that it was good for the group, even though it wasn't good for her individual game. I really think like the ultimate decision-making piece for her was really just being sure that if they kept Brandon, they would just be at another tribal council and they still wouldn't have fire and she still wouldn't be able to melt her idol. I was going to
2: say, can we talk about the candle idol? Because also if they don't start selling candles that look like that, they're stupid.
0: Jeff Probst, merch idea. That was so darkly funny and ironic. The look on their faces when they realized it was a candle and they had to melt it. And Sabaya, Sean, and Caleb just started to like wheeze with laughter. Those people were at their wits end. Like they were about to go insane. Production
2: was like screaming and crying and throwing up with happiness. They were like, oh my God, this is the best thing that could have worked out perfectly for them. (laughs) I know the three of us did very briefly preview this, but we have to talk about my first gut reaction is I was just like, okay, it's in wax, hold it until it melts. But now I'm just thinking, couldn't they just break open the wax? Like maybe like there must've been something specific. Like it must be melted with fire.
0: Yeah. The notes specified it had to be melted in the fire. Um, Yeah. Not just get the idol in the wax. My first thought was putting it like under your arms, between your
1: legs, like basically the same thing, like melting it with body heat or something, throwing it in the sand, like holding it, yeah, up in the sun. And then I did say this before our episode, but my thought was, I was like, okay, take the candle with you to tribal council and melt it in the fire in front of Jeff.
2: I'm upset with that idea. God, that would just be so like cunty, like in the era where we serve cunt, like that would be it. Contrast, like please. Yeah, I, I wanted to see that
1: because then she could have voted at Tribal,
2: even though it probably wouldn't have made
1: any difference. But it wouldn't have been very fun to see that.
0: It just would have been a badass move. Yeah. I don't want to shit anymore on Brandon, but I will say <laughs> I think he made this episode. He made two conflicting strategic moves. He finds the beware advantage and he gives it to Sabaya because in his words, he says, I don't want to risk my vote. He then goes on the journey and risks his vote. Yeah, it's because he was he was very confident
1: he would have gotten it, which obviously he didn't,
2: which made it more sad. <laughs> which
0: just made it. He, he must have just felt so good about his place in the tribe. And granted, they hadn't done the second um, immunity challenge, tribal immunity challenge, so he did feel better about his spot in the tribe. I definitely understand why he made the decision he did to risk his vote and play with the information that was privy to him at the time. But I don't agree yeah. with it. I really think like he already knew that Sabaya didn't have a vote. That's one of his allies. You're in a small group. You're in a small tribe. If you now lose your vote, it's three votes and that's what happened. And Emily's one of them who is the person he, he like, I think he knew he was at the bottom of the f- of the four yeah i just think i don't know i think he shouldn't have risked it because him knowing my alliance member already doesn't have a vote like this could go fucky wucky so quickly and it did he couldn't even play a shot in the dark oh god why i forget because you have to turn have in vote. your vote for the shot in the dark and he Uh-oh. had no vote to turn in it's like an exchange
2: hey like i'm a shot in the dark hater yeah, I think that's so, it has worked for anyone.
0: Yes. Uh yes. Jamie last but it was for season. a person
1: that got Nova? Oh my god. I yeah, I, I don't like the shot in the dark either. I never did. It's Yeah. You know what I did like is the new um advantage
0: how you what is it called where you can walk out of tribal but you don't get to vote. I like that. Safety without power. I think it that's been seen before.
2: Oh, man. it has, but I don't think we've ever, we haven't ever... seen it like pay off majorly, I don't think. mm mm-hmm. Mhm like it's kind of been like a back burner thing i really hope that something cuz i'm with you i think it could be really interesting and i haven't disliked it so far but i just want to see it be a big deal yeah,
0: yeah. i think drew also com- played that completely right cuz he was and this is anybody who gets a advantage or an idol early in the game where they can play it and be like this is for our tribe. This is for when we go into the merge and we'll use it on whatever tribe member we need to. And it makes the tribe feel really nice. And you know, in the back of your head that there is no fucking way he's giving that up unless it benefits him.
2: Yeah, he did it right this episode. He had his Steven hat on.
0: He did have his Steven hat on. So I want to know what you guys think about this two-two-two split on the Bellow tribe. Because in episode one, We thought it was the three ladies, Kendra, Katora, and Kelly. And then it was Bruce and Jake. And then we weren't really sure where Brando was. As of now, it seems pretty clear that it's Katora and Kendra as a solid two. And then Kelly and Brando as a two. And then Bruce and Jake as a two. And Kelly and Brando are in the middle. They're deciding which two to go with. I don't have any super deep thoughts yet,
2: Because I need you guys to tell me more. But basically, I'm really excited by all the potential for this. I like the four that Brando and Kelly made. I like the women's alliance. I'm just nervous that whenever there's like a power middle couple, it's just hard to hold it together. And like they started this so early. It'll be great if they can pull it off. Like if they can become like Shannon Ricard, but maybe more functional personality wise, that'd be great. Like, I want it to work so bad because I think it's cool and I like them both, but I'm nervous. I'm just looking forward to see how it turns out, I think. I'm not really rooting for it
1: one way or the other. Also, we don't really know what's going on with Jake next episode. Like, I feel oh, like yeah? in the for the season, someone got medevaced or they had to call medical for someone. And I'm wondering if that's him or not. I personally want to see, you know, the women working together. But I also really love that little uh segment with Brando and all of them. I'd like to see that. I don't know. I don't really have a preference, but I think it's a nice setup. It'll be interesting to see how quickly they have to make a decision or if they could play both maybe for a while.
0: I agree. Bello is a really strong tribe. There's a chance they could avoid going to tribal during all of the pre-merge, if not most of it. I agree with Bean. I think that I don't really... Have much of an inclination for them to go with one over the other. I would say slightly, I want them to go more with the women than Jake and Bruce, but I would understand either way at this point. I'm more, as you said, I'm more curious just to see how it's going to turn out. I think out of all of the tribal dynamics, theirs is the most complex because on Red, it's pretty clear that Sifu and J Maya are on the outs. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. We really got nothing of red. I was trying to remember who the people were on red before this, and I just remembered J. Maya, really. Who else is on it?
2: Sifu.
0: Sifu, J. Maya, Drew.
2: Oh, that's where Drew is. So, in Austin.
0: Austin. Oh,
2: Drew. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Austin. oh, wait, was Julie the one that was
2: trying to decode the... That was J. No, Maya. That's, that's J. Maya. J. Maya? Julie's,
1: like, the oldest person on the tribe. She was trying to work with Drew. She was like, he's my son.
2: Wait, I like Oh my god, I didn't see this is I'm so bad at this stuff in the beginning cuz those are all my like fave people and I didn't know who they are or where they were. To be fair, I feel like Red Tribe has gotten the least minimal screen time, but I, yeah. when J Maya was trying to figure that out, I was thoroughly impressed at what she was like granted she was not correct at all, but what she was coming up with as an answer was way more complex than what it actually was. I saw people use the gif of Zach Galifianakis with like all of those (laughs) like flowing in the background. That's 100% it. It's just like, it would have been so cool. I wonder if they'll continue to do this in future seasons where they put something that could hypothetically be decoded without the clue. Mm -hmm. Just because like of the way, like because it's like half the letters and you have to line it up. Like, I really don't think you could get that without the piece of paper it'd be really interesting if they made a system where if you have the piece of paper it's a lot easier to figure out but you could potentially figure it out on your own if you're
0: that good and i want her to come back and do it one of my faves is on this tribe which is d's big toe
2: (gasps) oh my god that was so funny can i speak on something very quickly that's near and dear to my heart
0: it's gonna be liz's foot stuff
2: It is. I felt like Dee was being really vulnerable with her toes. And she's 100% right that in a balance challenge, she got a (laughs) gripper. She could do it. Yeah. I come from a boat where my second toe is really long compared to the rest. Like, my second toe is longer than my big toe. It's just significantly longer than the rest of my toes. So from one long-toe girl to another, like, I felt really represented in this season. (laughs) You're giving the people free content for
1: their imagination, Liz. You have to, you have to commodify this and make some money off of it.
2: If y'all want to pick, sign up for our Patreon that doesn't exist yet.
1: <laughs> I thought that whole segment was really funny. I mean, everyone was really funny on Twitter. They were like, "Don't do that for free." Like,
0: yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, guys, this is what we're getting with ninety-minute episodes. It's just yeah. filler a foot.
2: I'm sitting here like holding a fork and knife in my hands just without the fork and knife like i'm posed because i'm I'm eating it up i'm obsessed that ate i okay this is not my original thought i am not this smart but i saw on twitter people were pointing out that sifu had said earlier sifu means coach it means like master or something right yeah like co- that's man, was, like, insane teacher, but like they literally found another guy named coach in a way who like does coach who practices F- tai chi i need them to meet i need them to have a tai chi off Actually, no, that's not in the spirit of Tai Chi or, like, I feel like their approaches. They need to come together and be stronger together.
0: I do feel like people keep saying that Sifu is like Tony, whereas I don't really think so. I think he would. he's much more coach-esque, where there's this lack of self-awareness.
1: Especially with the spying in the first episode, like, that was just bad.
2: That was... That was, like, literally a Tony thing, but more the mentality of Coach.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Oh, my God. They
2: should have cast a Tyson 2.0 just to have that dynamic again. I'm rooting for my girl, Emily, to, like, fulfill all of
1: these needs and desires for a, not malicious, but, like, a, like, cunning individual and just, like, gives no shits Mm -hmm. and will
0: tell it like it is. I don't know. I agree. I want her to go up to Sifu and be like, because, okay. Actually, to talk about Emily for a second, the transition of Emily this episode was crazy, like the development she went through. Mm -hmm. But I want to talk about the beginning of the episode with her when she's still being, you know, very, like, defensive, very assertive. I, I, she says the things that other people would think but would not say. Yeah. Yeah. When Sabaya comes up to her when she's hunting for idols and Sabaya says... We're splitting up to look. I'm with you. This is our way of including you. And Emily goes, I just think that you don't want me to find it. And this is not true inclusion. You are just watching me. She was
1: like, I'd much rather go off and do my own thing. And then they split
0: (laughs) which was great. That was so funny.
1: I totally agree with you. I love that. I really enjoy her. Her first impression on the boat when she was like, kind of getting into it with Bruce. It was a little unnerving.
0: That was unnecessary. Yeah, that
1: was unnecessary. But I really find it refreshing, honestly. It's exciting. It's different to like the gameplay that is more popular now, I feel like. Yeah.
0: A hundred percent, because with this idol search, we've seen this so much in the past where someone's been looking for idols because they're on the bottom and then they get babysat for the whole day. (laughs) And they're in their confessionals complaining about it and saying, I know exactly what they're doing. They just don't want me to be alone. So they don't find it. Emily said it to Sabaya's face.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I respect it. I really was like, I was distraught at the thought of her going home. I really was like, she cannot go home this early. So unfortunately, I was like, Brandon, you're gonna have to take that L. So sorry.
0: There's a part of me that is totally playing the edit here with this thought. And so I'll just say that. But in episode one, she has a confessional where she says, you either should get voted off first or you win. Like there's no point in playing if you don't win. So you might as well just get voted off first. And when she said that confessional in my head, I was like, okay, I feel like they only include confessionals with people saying things like that. If one of those things comes true. So when she didn't get voted off first, totally just pandering to the edit here and not like truly exactly what I think, I'm like, is she going to win? Because she had that confessional? I didn't even. Yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah, I was not thinking like winners at it at all. But I did think that was a bold statement. And I was like, you know what? This girl has such a take. And I respect that she is strong in her opinions, regardless of what I think of the opinions. What a
1: politically correct way to go about that list. Because <laughs> it's so clear.
2: <laughs> Well, it's like it's where I'm at where I'm like you know what you're not waffling and I respect that also I want her to get to Sifu so bad because I totally think we could have another moment where I don't remember who I think it was Tyson but maybe someone else someone coach was just like why does everyone yeah like why is it weird I can
0: quote that scene Liz yeah can you give it to us because I think Emily and Sifu could be it 2.0 this is my one of my all-time if not my favorite scenes of Survivor, but it is in Survivor Heroes versus Villains. They're coming back from tribal council. Coach has just gotten lambasted throughout all of tribal council and he's crying, he's sad, he's distraught and he goes to Tyson. He he goes, "Why don't they like me, man?" And Tyson instead of consoling him being like, "It's okay, they do like you." He goes, "Do you want me to give it to you straight?" And Coach says, yes and tyson goes stop wearing your feather in your hair stop telling your little stories at tribal stop practicing tai chi on the beach they mock you what season was this heroes versus villains? this is heroes versus villains and the they mock you will live forever in my head
1: beautiful it's so good do you know tyson's astrological sign <laughs> uh let me google it not off
0: the top of my head but any guesses i would say he's a leo
2: I could say Sagittarius. Sagittarius.
0: That's a good guess.
2: Oh, apparently he's a, are you ready for the reveal? Oh yeah. Wait,
0: can you tell us the element first?
2: Yeah. I definitely don't have to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hang on, hang on. We're almost there. <laughs>
0: air. It's an okay, air wait, wait, sign. Wait. He's a Libra. He's
2: got to be a Libra. Gemini
1: or Libra. If he's Aquarius, I'll be surprised.
0: I don't think he's an Aquarius. I think I would know that since I'm an Aquarius and we like him so much. Dare I say love Tyson. <laughs> okay. What is it, Liz?
2: He's a Gemini. Oh, I love that. That's a Gemini.
0: A win for the Geminis.
2: That's so, was, that's so real. Like that does make a lot of sense. But I was thinking I feel like Tyson embodies a lot of this stereotypical Scorpio things. And as a Scorpio, we get a bad rep. But I totally could have seen him also being that. But also I don't know much about this stuff. He might have a Scorpio placement in there somewhere.
1: I was I was thinking Sagittarius because they'll just like tell it how it is. But you know what's fascinating is Gemini and Sagittarius are sister signs. So I'm just gonna take that as like a slight win <laughs> over Matt.
0: My first guess as as I said was Leo, but my second guess would have been Scorpio because I saw that in him too. Yeah. Well, good to know. I mean, we've covered a lot from the episode. We covered the challenge, kind of. Did we have anything else to cover from the challenge?
2: I don't think so. Just classic swim, jump, do a balance beam. Oh, actually, one really quick thing. If you don't know this about me, I cannot jump for shit at all. I think I'm going feet in the air and I'm maybe two inches off the ground. So these kinds of challenges are my biggest fear. One, because I'm terrified of heights and jumping off of tall things into water is a big no-no for me. But also the fact that you have to jump high enough to hit the thing. Uh-uh. It's not working. I I would be a flop. Who was this? And it gives me anxiety. Just one person within the
1: last two seasons
2: who kept missing
1: that challenge where they were hitting the things from the jump. Who was that? Yeah, I don't know. But, like, it's, it's me. That would be me, yeah. That makes me nervous. I was really worried. For some reason, I thought Brandon was doing the physical part of the challenge and not the puzzle. And I was like, they're saving Brandon to do the tallest type the tallest tile like he's not gonna hit it remember when brandon became a ladder oh yes like great character development
0: when he said be careful i have scoliosis lizard did you feel represented
2: i did feel i feel really represented this episode we have big toes we have scoliosis we have people that are maybe bad at jumping (laughs)
0: this was this episode was a win for you
2: this is a big win for my really niche communities scolio gang Bye. The one that sticks out to me is from the first episode. when They were like,
1: how are you doing? Where are you from? And he's like, Jersey. Bad. Like, that made me laugh out loud.
0: I think he's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. I want a second chances season that is the new era and then the last five seasons of, like, the 30s. So it could be the past 10 seasons, but not Winners at War. They're not included in the second chance season. Because I want, be so Zach, I want Zach. I want Wartenberger back. I want Brandon back. I want I want um oh my gosh, what was his name? First boot of season Voce. 41. Voce. I want Voce back. I still oh. think Voce was robbed.
2: Oh my god. I know she wasn't the first person voted out, but what's her face that got voted out by Gabler and then he brought that up as his big <gasps> move? Ellie. I want Ellie back so bad. I loved Ellie. Ellie was Wait, can we talk about how this episode we just said like you just got gabled oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you got gabled i think that's an important vernacular addition so
1: spike or lizard has to come up with a audio input for your podcast now to just like click a button and get you've got gabled in his voice or whatever
2: does he actually He's say got that
0: gabled no, no i think that was made up by somebody else
2: i want like a big like clapping noise of an alligator mouth slamming
0: well Emily is a queen if for nothing else solely because she applied because she hated to see that Gabler one that was hilarious
1: that really solidified it for me like before the season even started I was like oh this person is a kindred spirit
0: (laughs) I think it's really interesting to see the discourse around Emily though because I have been I've extremely enjoyed her on TV and to take what Lizard said into account She's fully being edited to be shown in a certain light. And I'm sure she had like a lot more moments with the tribe in episode one and episode two that weren't shown of her getting along with people, like mostly in episode one. Mm -hmm. But I do think that there's a difference between being grateful to see someone different and new and like a different personality type on survivor and then thinking would i personally like this person if they were a hundred percent how they're portrayed to be on survivor all the time which just to be clear like everybody is multifaceted and i'm not saying she is like amped this amped up in her personal life all the time Mm -hmm. but i think it's interesting to see like the discourse around her and people's impressions of her i mean frankly caleb's Impression of her and then like subsequent decision making. I think that Caleb is a great player because Emily gave him every reason to never want to work with her. She called him out in the first tribal council, she put a target on him, she made claims that he was in a duo with Sabaya, which we learned this episode that it's like Sabaya, him, and Sean are in a very strong trio. Mm -hmm. And she made very strong claims. She like was pointing the proverbial gun at him he goes back to camp and instead of I think what a lot of people would do which is write it off like we've seen that time and time again in Survivor where it's like you fucked up it's over it's done we're never gonna work with you and we don't have to he instead extends this empathetic hand and he says something this episode where he's like I think I understand emily now and to me i i really loved that because Mm -hmm. as someone whose first impression is not always indicative of who they are that was refreshing
1: Mm -hmm. i also i agree with you i really loved that segment i don't know i i mean we'll see at the end of the episode but i just really thought that that showed a level of awareness and foresight to like look forward into the game I wonder if he would have done the same thing had Brandon been as bad as a, or as if he had been a
0: better competitor. competitor. Thank you. My question to you guys then is what percent of Caleb ingratiating Emily as a confidant and as an Alliance member, what percentage was purely strategic? I can have a number that's outside of my strong trio And what percent of it was empathetic and, for lack of a better word, genuine?
2: I mean, it's interesting because we, purely by by the confessionals that we got from him, he didn't talk about it in a gameplay way, really. Like, a little bit, I guess. But it seemed like they focused more on, like, the attitude, like, the genuineness, like, we're calling it for this discussion. I think it's just a mix.
0: Like, I think. I think it's a mix, too. But I want to know specifically, like, what do you guys think the percentages are?
2: I feel like it's got to be like I don't know maybe like 60 40 60 percent I think it grew over time I think it could have started as much more of a gameplay thing and then became more personal because to make that gameplay happen you have to actually understand the person enough to work with them and in that moment of reflection from Caleb I think he actually like like he said, like broke down a lot of his initial thoughts of Emily and realizing like, this is just her as a person. Like this isn't like her, like the way she communicates is not the way that we do or the way it's she's communicating is rubbing me the wrong way. But like, it's just like who she is. It's not a personal thing. So I think that probably brought it up to like, I don't know, 60 ish percent. Like this is a personal, genuine connection. Like I'm seeing you and understanding and having a real frank conversation about how we can work through this for the sake of the gameplay but like you couldn't get there without the personal
1: i agree with Blizzard completely i have really
2: nothing to add
1: i feel the same way about it
0: yeah i think so too i think that i completely agree with that because i I really do think you can't you can't force a connection i think caleb was already i i honestly like think this like showed his character in a really good way because like i said On that personal level, Emily had been very aggressive towards him in gameplay. Mm -hmm. When someone is, like, coming after you in (laughs) Settlers of Catan way, like, she... And then you don't want to play with them again. So I won't say it's, like, on that... It's on a gameplay level, she had been very aggressive towards him. Yeah. And then on, like, that more interpersonal level, when they got back from tribal... And she was saying, like, sorry, you felt this way would like she was just like, I had to protect myself, which was true. I think like her phrasing just could have used a lot of work in that initial moment. But tensions were high. Emotions were high. They had just lost Emily. I think it really like showed his character that from there. As you said, Lizard, he was just still willing to reach that handout and get to know her and not assume that who she was in the first two or three days of this experience is who she is indefinitely. I think that shows a great deal of maturity on his part. It was really nice to see and like I loved that Emily as well was able to take a step back from her heightened emotions and feeling defensive and feeling on the outs to connect with one of the people on her tribe. Like it was really nice to see that these two people who in an Any other Survivor season might have just been like, yeah, that's it. I'm washing my hands of this person. Like, we'll never get along. We're probably going to lose again. We'll just vote him out. I'm in a strong three or whatever. Mm -hmm. Took that extra step to be like, I want to understand you as a person. I want to see where you're coming from. If it works out, we can still work together. I think that Caleb is a good player. I really think that this showed that he's a good person. And I think it also showed that he's a good player because... The strategic element of this is very clear and extremely beneficial to his game. Mm -hmm. It also opens up more options for him to work with
1: someone else going forward because it was really clear that everyone else disliked and didn't mesh with Emily. So it just opened up the doors for like, like an otherwise falling apart tribe. They kind of hopefully going forward can
0: get a leg up again and stand
1: and compete and win
0: Yeah. And specifically just for a hypothetical scenario, if Caleb had done this this episode and then Sabaya maybe in his head had started acting super shady in some way when she had gotten the idol because Sabaya like and this is I'm I'm this is a completely made up scenario and it's not what happened. But since Sabaya lost her vote and Brandon lost her vote, since Caleb was able to ingratiate this relationship with Emily, if for some reason Sabaya had made a bad game move or had done something to set off alarms in his head, if Brandon still had his vote, okay, sorry, I'm setting this up strangely, but all I'm trying to say is there was an opportunity because he did this tonight that he and Emily could have voted together and voted off Sabaya or Sean. Yeah. As you said, he opened up this possibility that he and, he and Emily could have voted off whoever they liked. Because there were only three votes available to them. Mm -hmm. So if he so chose, or if something had come up in conversations with Sean and Sabaya, where he realized that he didn't trust this person and couldn't work with them moving forward, he would have had this in and he would have not been stonewalled and he could have made a game move if necessary. Obviously it wasn't necessary, but on this gameplay level, that was really smart of him to do so.
2: Yeah, I completely agree just to like speculate a little bit because why not if they are ever able to get some fire and melt this idol what do you think the play is since pretty much everyone knows about it i guess i guess we don't know if emily knows about it but i feel like it would be hard to not have her know
0: i think she definitely knows
2: she knows something's going on at least she said so (laughs) but like what's the play with
0: that I think Sabia is in a good spot. I don't think she's going to have to play this idol in the pre-merge. I think that this is going to be a post-merge idol play. If she plays it correctly.
2: I think that's fair. I want Austin to get his idol. Because he found... he found the next clue. So he can just go find that
1: palm tree and dig.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, he has to find the palm tree. And he just wasn't able to do that yet. Okay. I'm really excited that we're back to... I know I said this last week, but... I'm just so happy to see the clues and the having to dig around and look for things. Even if it's just one clue, like it's so much better than just a random idol in a s- easy tree.
0: I agree. Let's do winners and losers of this episode. And for being as it's your first time joining the pod, the loser of the episode doesn't necessarily have to be who you think is going to get voted out next. But usually that's all rolled up into the loser. Yeah. Let's start with winners.
1: Okay. Is this more than one or is it one winner and one loser?
0: Try and have one, but usually Lizard and I are bad at keeping it at one. So if you have two, that's fine. I have three, but let me just mark it down to two. Wait, you
1: want me to start with winner or loser? Start with winners. Okay. Like your top of the
2: three and then you can tell us about the other two.
1: So my top winner, I'd say just for the reason that we got the most footage of this person and that their tribe has been in the spotlight, I'd say my winner is Caleb. But my other two were Kelly and Drew, because I wanted to pick one from each tribe, basically. Mm -hmm. And I think Kelly's in a really good spot. I chose her over Brando because I think the three-woman alliance could be really fun, potentially, and very powerful if she chose to work with them. But she also is in a good spot. It seemed that Bruce really wanted to work with her. And then, of course, I chose Drew just because I think his redemption (laughs) of the first episode. (laughs) It's funny to talk about it like redemption when it's two episodes. But I think, you know, he had a good play with the idol and working with Austin. So those are my winners. But I think, you know, we we talked a lot about Caleb and Emily. You both phrased it really well. And it just feeds into, like, how I made that decision about him being the winner. Really just spotlighted his like strategic and also just empathetic
2: prowess i think that's fair i
0: agree with you lizard your winner
2: you know i agree just to say someone different than caleb because i definitely agree with everything you said you know in in a sense i think emily was a winner
1: Mm
2: -hmm. she had a lot of personal growth and you know a lot of that is it's not a very independent growth line caleb really brought her in but she was like he said he made a big deal that she was open and receptive to trying to do what he was asking her. And I think that's a really good skill.
0: So I'm going to go with Emily. My winner begrudgingly is Drew. And I hate to say this, but I really think like right now he's out of everything we've seen. He's really in such a good position. He didn't lose his vote. He got an advantage. He gained information from the other tribes even when Bruce didn't like give up any information, what he got from Bruce was that Bruce is playing his cards close to his chest and Bruce is playing the game hard, which is information in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And he played he's in the majority four of his tribe, which is him, Austin, Julie, and D. He got Austin to share the information about austin's idol clue and so now he and austin are in a type two within that type four and they both could potentially have an advantage in an idol if austin is able to find this so begrudgingly i think drew is in like the best spot i also don't see their tribe going to tribal council anytime soon but even if they do i don't think he's in any danger i think it's gonna be an easy vote out for sifu You know, I completely forgot about his comment and
1: observation when they were on the journey about he was like, Brandon and Bruce are on completely two opposite sides of the spectrum. Bruce is keeping his cards close to his chest. Brandon is obviously just spewing whatever's coming out of his mouth about all the drama. That was very insightful and observant. And I always appreciate that in a player. So I agree with you there.
0: Let's move on to loser. This is always more fun. Okay. (laughs) Do you want me to go again first? yeah go yeah. first
1: okay this i had three again but i will pick i will i will let one of you speak on this other person i get the clear loser obviously
0: i'll, I'll choose someone else oh and the loser can't be the person who is voted out okay so sorry have, that's the last yeah okay so because they are, they're too obviously a loser so i have two losers i'd say i'll say bruce
1: <laughs> and retweet bruce it's unfortunate I just found him, I don't think he's that big of a loser, honestly. I just think he's not being very self-aware. And I don't know, I'd like to see more confessionals from people from Bellow to see if they're also put off by him. I know the all of the women kind of were in the first episode with the way he was directing everyone at the camp, but I just think he's not catching how people are receiving what he's putting out. And it could very well set him up to be the first person voted out of his tribe. If something doesn't happen with Jake next week, if he's not,
0: I hope not. We've barely seen Jake.
1: I really love, I love the Boston accent.
2: So I love it.
0: What about you lizard?
2: You know, I'm trying to think like outside of what we've already talked about. I mean, in a way him just because he hasn't gotten to have any screen time, which is not in the time that they're playing the game. That doesn't translate obviously, but kind of a loser for the at homers. You know, it's hard to say exactly. Yeah,
0: damn, I don't know. I can go if you need to think about it for a minute. I do. We didn't see much from him, but I have a bad feeling about Jake's game. I think that he is a invisible loser of this episode Mm -hmm. because... We don't know exactly how tight him and Bruce are and if that was a bond that was organically formed or if it was more formed because they were the leftovers from this girls' alliance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And between the two of them, I think he would, he says it this episode, but between him and Bruce, I think he would be the one who would be voted off. Like if Brando and Kelly decide to go with Katora and Kendra, I think they would vote off Jake over Bruce. So, I just don't think he's like in a good position in his tribe. I think he's at the bottom of the totem pole. I think he knows that. So, like, which is always good that, like, you can always keep playing. And then also Katora's slight nudging in episode one about him being an attorney and that putting people off. I think he could easily be next boot if he doesn't get medevaced, which I really hope not. I I hate seeing people get medevaced. Like, it is so deeply upsetting and like a horrible way to end your game and I also just like I cringe I hate seeing it on my tv Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna just go off on a limb here and say Jake not that he's done anything overtly wrong in fact I think he like hasn't done anything wrong I feel like it's just more of a matter of circumstance that he's found himself in this position but I haven't seen him do anything to get out of it
2: yeah similar to that I'll say Sifu for my loser kind of for similar reasons where just like because of the way things shook out he's a bit on the outs And doesn't.
0: Due to his own doing, though.
2: Yes, his own doing, but also just like situational. But I feel like he has less awareness that that is happening to him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's fair.
2: And he's certainly not doing anything to help himself. Yeah, I thought
1: more people were going to bring up the fact that they had caught him spying, but he was just kind of chilling around camp. And I was like, he's having a blast.
0: Having a good time. Well, thank you both for coming on tonight and sharing your thoughts. This has been an absolute blast. Any last closing remarks?
1: There's a lot I'm looking forward to. A lot of dynamics and relationships.
2: Yeah. What I've really learned from Survivor that was proven again tonight is don't do tai chi. They mock you. Don't do it. Don't let them mock you.